Welcome to a new episode of the Apostolic and Prophetic Podcast. Today is Sunday, the 1st of October, and we will continue with the series about the Sermon of the Mount. And last time we stopped when Jesus was speaking about the law. And I will read this again. It's in Matthew chapter 5. Uh, from verse 17. Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For I surely I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one yacht or one title will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Okay, and here are actually in that short passage Three messages Jesus wants to convey to us. Number one, uh, we spoke about this already, is that we need a greater righteousness to enter the kingdom of God than the Pharisees. And the Pharisees, they had the righteousness of the Torah, the righteousness of the law of God. And whenever in the Bible it's translated with law, it means actually the Torah. That means the five books of Moses. And as we were talking about uh, last time and reading also the scripture, the righteousness from the Torah was only if you obeyed every single commandment of the whole Torah, of the whole law which was given to Moses. And we have a new righteousness. We have the righteousness of Christ because Christ obeyed the Torah for us and he uh, became uh, the sacrifice, the sin offering, you could say. He is uh, the atonement for our sins that we can enter to the, into the kingdom through his righteousness by faith. So this is the first, you could say, message of that scripture. The second, or how Jesus was beginning with it, it's that he came to fulfill the Torah and the prophets. And in the last episode, when we spoke about Armenia and prophecy uh, that was uh, in the book of Ezekiel that we can uh, watch now to unfold and it's been fulfilled. And there are many more things uh, still in the Bible that need to be fulfilled. This is also the second thing what Jesus wanted to tell here. Everything must be fulfilled. Every prophecy, everything what was said um, by God through the prophets, through Moses, uh, will be fulfilled. And the third one, uh, the third message we will talk about today is who is the least and who is the greatest in the kingdom of God. And we know that also the disciples, they were arguing uh, one time about this. Um, and then Jesus said that the one who wants to be the greatest shall be the servant of everyone. Uh, but this is not what we want to talk about today, but we want to talk about this 
related to the law of God, to the Torah, what Jesus was mentioning here. And so we can establish, we enter God's kingdom, not by the Torah, not by the law of God, but by the grace of God, by the grace of God given uh, to us through Jesus and through his sacrifice on the cross. But if you are in the kingdom, there are, uh, like you could say also the word kingdom already uh, is showing, there is a hierarchy. Uh, not everyone has the same position in the kingdom of God. We are all the same in the sight of God. God loves all of us in the same way, but not everyone in the kingdom has the same position. And this is exactly what Jesus here is also referring to. He is saying, Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. And here we have another principle, also what Jesus was demonstrating to us and also the apostles. We should only teach things we uh, live things we practice ourselves. So actually, we are teaching our lifestyle. This is actually um, also what Jesus was doing and what Jesus is, expects us to do. And he's saying that whoever teaches men so, uh, or breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so, shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. So the question is, when you are now in the kingdom of heaven, Where do you want to be? Do you want to be on the, a position that is called least? Or do you want to be in a position what is called great in the kingdom of heaven? And I guess that most of us want to be in that place where God would say and others would say that you are great in the kingdom of God. So that's why we need to have a better understanding of the Torah and what it means. Because we are not Jews. We are from the Gentiles. We are not under the Torah. And there are a lot of laws and regulations in the Torah that you could say referred to the service in the temple, to the um, Uh, things the Jews had to do when the temple was still there or also the tabernacle that are not, you could say, applicable today because we are having a different service. We are not sacrificing animals anymore because Jesus was the last and ultimate sacrifice for us. And there is no need of doing these things. But the Bible is saying that the Torah is spiritual. And this is in Romans chapter 7, verse uh, 14. For we know that the law or the Torah is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. So uh, you could say the, the Torah is showing you something about how God thinks, about the principles of God, about the intentions of God, about the righteousness of God. And therefore, even we are not Jewish, even we are saved from the Gentiles, we should read also the Torah and look into it to better understand the principles of God's 
kingdom. And there are also some things Jesus was saying to us and uh, some things also in the New Testament that you cannot understand if you don't understand the Jewish background and what is written in the Torah. I give you an example. When Jesus was um, having uh, the last, you could say, uh, time together with his disciples, the Last Supper, and was celebrating the Passover with them, he was saying something, what we should do in the future to remember uh, him and to remember his sacrifice and the covenant he made with us. And this is in Matthew chapter 26 uh, from verse uh, 17. Now on the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus saying to him, Where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? And I will not read now all of these things, but jump right away to this moment when they are celebrating it then. And it's in verse 27. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, This is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which, which is shed for many, for the remission or forgiveness of sins. Okay. And uh, we all know this scripture, but to a non-Jew in that time, yes, imagine now you were sitting there, And if you are not Jewish, this would be totally strange and crazy and uh, very difficult to understand. Why is he saying uh, how to say, uh, take, eat, this is my body? Uh, and, and this is crazy. I mean, they are not cannibals, yes? And, but the Jewish people who knew the disciples were Jewish, who knew the Torah, understood exactly what Jesus meant in that moment because he was making actually reference to the sacrifices that uh, were explained in the Torah. And you had different sacrifices and one, for example, was the sin offering. And this is in uh, Leviticus in chapter 6, verse 25. Speak to Aaron and to his sons, saying, This is the law of the sin offering. In the place where the burnt offering is killed, the sin offering shall be killed before the Lord. It is most holy. The priest who offers it for sin shall eat it. In a holy place it shall be eaten in the court of the tabernacle of meeting. So I read one more time. The priest who offers it for sin shall eat it. Jesus is not just the lamp of God, he is also our sin offering. He is our peace offering. There are different offerings in the Torah described. But here, I mean, when they sacrifice the animals, mainly it's explained that they have to um, separate the, the flesh from the uh, fat and they had to sacrifice the fat to the Lord because all the fat belonged to the Lord. But the priests were eating The, you could say the body or the rest of the body of that offering. So when Jesus was saying to the Jews, to the disciples, um, take and eat, this is my body, they understood that he is that kind of offering. 
and he was making actually reference to the Torah, to the law of God, that he is the offering and that's why they need to eat it because the priests were actually eating this. And what is the Bible saying? That Jesus made us priests and kings because the disciples, they were fishermen. They were in the old, you could say, uh, covenant in the old um, testament world where they were living. They were not priests. The priests were from the house of Levi. So these people understood immediately that when that Jesus is this offering and that he, you could say, is also making them priests. Otherwise, they were not uh, allowed to eat it. The sin offering, just the priests, the uh, sons of Aaron. So something like this, we could never understand without knowing the Torah, without knowing the Old Testament. And that means that the Old Testament in the Torah has a spiritual nature and is explaining us also things about the kingdom of God and how God is thinking and is helping us to understand also the words of Jesus and to understand the words of the apostles and what is written, for example, also in the book of Revelation. But why are those who, let's say, uh, are reading the Torah and, um, how to say, taking these principles, you could say, to heart, Uh, are called great in the kingdom of God. And please don't misunderstand me. We are not supposed to live like Jews and we are not deriving our righteousness from the Torah uh, or the blessings we get or the uh, presence of God. It's by listening to the Holy Spirit. But the spiritual truths are also hidden in the Torah. And let's look to it because... There are two examples when God explicitly spoke about uh, reading the Torah and uh, searching it and what will be the result of it. And one is in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 5. Surely I have taught you statutes and judgments, just as the Lord my God commanded me, that you should act according to them in the land which you go to possess. Therefore, be careful to observe them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples who will hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what great nation is there that has God so near to it as the Lord our God is to us? for whatever reason we may call upon him. And what great nation is there that has such statutes and righteous judgments as are in all this law which I set before you this day? Okay, uh, so this was Moses saying to the people, and it's talking about the children of Israel, that when other nations will see what laws they have, they will understand what wisdom what you could say blessing they have by having these righteous laws. And if you read the law and the in Deuteronomy, it's basically the second giving of the law. It's before they enter to the promised land. So all this generation that rebelled against God, they had died in the new generation. They had to uh, get the covenant again, you could say. So Moses is 
is giving to them again the covenant. And if you want to read it, it starts actually in the uh, in Deuteronomy 4, from verse 44. Now this is the law which Moses set before the children of Israel. These are the testimonies, the statutes, and the judgments which Moses spoke to the children of Israel after they came out of Egypt. Okay, so if you read Deuteronomy from chapter 4, you will see all the law. And it's basically talking about also practical aspects of life. It's talking about family, about faithfulness in marriage, uh, renewing also this with the Ten Commandments to explain the Ten Commandments. is talking about um, property rights, um, is talking about debt release, is talking about the Shabbat and a lot of things. And now imagine, yes, uh, that all the world, all the nations in the whole world would live after that Torah, after that word. There would be no war, there would be no poverty, there would be uh, no unrighteousness, there would be peace in the earth. The thing is that the Torah was just, you could say, outside. It was written in stone. The Ten Commandments were written in stone and the rest on a scroll. It was not in the hearts of the people. And this is actually the thing. This is actually what Jesus is doing. And what is the new covenant? Also uh, described in Jeremiah that God will make a new covenant, that he will write his law, his Torah in our hearts. And if you read about Jesus, there's a prophecy in Psalm 40 about Jesus from verse 7. And there it's written, Then I said, Behold, I come in the scroll of the book. It is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law or your Torah is within my heart. So the law of God was already in Jesus' heart, you could say. He is the impersonification of the new covenant. He is not just giving the new covenant. He was the living new covenant himself. And here is exactly what he's saying, that your Torah is within my heart. And if Jesus lives in you, the law of God is also in your heart. And one more thing, why we need to read it, uh, you can find in the book of Joshua. And when God is sending Joshua to lead the people into the promised land, it's actually an example for us of leadership because what God needs nowadays in these dark days, you could say he needs godly leaders, godly leadership. And this is talking about you. This is talking about you and me is talking about every believer. You are called to be a leader in this dark world, a light into in this dark world. And this you can only be, you can only have the strength If you could say the law of God is in your heart, if you know the word of God. And this is the thing that uh, I could actually guarantee you, if you are not reading the word of God regularly, if you are not interested in the word of God, it's almost certain, it's actually certain that you will be deceived, that you will be misled and that you will have failure instead of victory. 
you need to know the word of God. You need to, it's not enough to just listen to a preaching. It's not enough to just go to the uh, service and to worship God and to ask other people to pray for you. You need the word of God. You need to know it. And this also includes the Old Testament. It also includes the five books of Moses, the Torah, because there is a special promise given. This was for Joshua, but because it's also a spiritual book and Uh, the law is spiritual. We can understand this is also meant for us, also meant for all believers. And God said to Joshua, verse 6, uh, uh, Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law or Torah, which Moses, my servant, commanded you, do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the Torah shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success." Have I not commanded you, be strong and of a good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So do you want to be strong and courageous? Do you want that God is with you wherever you go? Then this is exactly what you need to do. You need to not let the book of the Lord, the book of the The Bible, the Holy Bible, depart from your mouth. You should read it, think about it uh, day and night, you could say. This doesn't mean that you have to do this 24 hours. This doesn't mean you need to become a Jew. This doesn't mean you need to, how to say, um, uh, understand the Torah uh, in the, you could say, in a literal way, because we are not Jewish. But we need to understand the spiritual meaning of the Torah. And of course, There are also uh, these commandments, let's say like this, because we spoke about the, the, the sin offerings and all these offerings, there are no um, in more animal sacrifices. So these laws, uh, Jesus made a new covenant. They are not necessary anymore, but still you have the Ten Commandments. These Ten Commandments are also the Torah. And you could also say, like Jesus said, if you break one of these commandments and you teach other people to do so you shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven but if you keep them and you teach other people to do so you shall be called great in the kingdom and there are many other things regarding also um, how to say when you borrowed something and then it is how to say broken or uh, you are losing it, that you, um, how to say, restore it to the one you uh, borrowed it, you give back to him. All these kind of things show God's righteous nature, God's righteous understanding of things and make it also possible that we can live in peace together and that God will be with us. Okay. Uh, coming to an end and to the conclusion, Jesus did not come to abolish 
what was written in the Torah or in the prophets. He came to fulfill. He fulfilled it in his person himself by being the sin offering, by being the Lamb of God, by being this perfect sacrifice that gives us entry into the kingdom of God. But we still, even we are not Jewish, we should read the Torah, we should read the Old Testament to understand the spiritual principles of the kingdom and to understand God's character, to understand God's righteous plans and ways. And of course, you always have to read it with the Holy Spirit. If you don't understand something, ask the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, I don't understand it. Please give me your understanding. Show me how you mean this. Show me what it means now, today, for us, this scripture. And then God can explain you things. And he will. So in this uh, respect, I wish you a great start into the week. And uh, hear you next time. And if this podcast speaks to you, please share it with others. Shalom. Amen. Thank you.